Hi, this is Brennan Davis, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone, and we're continuing our discussion of Babylon 5. We are on episodes 13 and 14, Signs Importance and TKO. So um, I guess we'll get right into the discussion. Uh, why don't we start with Signs Importance, because that's the, the first one on the list. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on this episode, Adam? Well... It's a, it's a pretty crucial episode in the series. Um, you get a lot of things start to happen with uh, the Centauri. You have the Centauri Eye show up. You have the, the mysterious Mr. Morden arise from the Outer Rim. And uh, we, have, we have our first big space battle with the Raiders, too, in this one. I mean, the Raiders have been there the whole time, but you know we have an actual attack at Babylon 5, which is a big deal. So yeah, it's a it's it's a pretty critical episode. What, what did you think of it watching it for the I, first time? I really like this episode a lot, and I feel like it inoculated me against any upcoming negatives that might you know like if there's any bad episodes, I'm inoculated <laughs> for like five episodes now. This was so good. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, so I, I really enjoyed it. Number one, I liked the sense that suddenly like all these things were being introduced. Or maybe reintroduced if they were elements that had been existing, but I didn't realize they were potentially important. And um, I, I liked the, I don't know, the the, the whole, ex, like, I, I got a better sense of what the Centauri are all about. And, mm-hmm. and it was a very well done episode. I forget the guy's name. I think you mentioned him when you were talking about it. But the guy who was going around asking everybody, what do you want? And he was, yeah, Morton. Member, what, what was his name? Morden, Morden is his name. Yeah, 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 so I thought that was a really interesting character. And and the reason why is they introduced him in such a, not like a tricky way, but like he he <laughs> clearly has some kind of ability or power, or he's just so unassuming people were just answering him freely once he got irritating enough. But it, I don't know, it just, it just was a very interesting thing where he's having this conversation with Shakar and... He's like, well, what do you want? And so I was really confused. Like, well, what's going on here? What, what's the situation? And I thought, oh, maybe he's like offering, because the eye thing had come up already. So I'm like, oh, maybe he's offering to like steal the eye for him or something. Yeah. And, then, and then Jakar starts going on this seemingly completely unrelated tirade about how he wants to grind the bones of the Centaurian. <laughs> and he basically admits he wants to commit genocide. And and I'm like, well, wait, how is this guy in a suit going to help him do that? There's, something isn't clicking here. And so just the, the series of discussions that he has with the characters, I, I really found that very intriguing and very interesting. And and I, I just found the whole episode uh, very a very exciting episode. Um, I was I was engaged the entire time and and it just worked for me. Yeah, I, I always tell people when I get them into this show, if you can make it to episode 13, you will be hooked. This is like where everything really starts to pay off at this point. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the, the uh, like you say, you get you get a feel for Centauri politics, what's going on, you know. I mean, you know, they've been kind of hints at it with Londo talking before. He's kind of hinted at the, you know, the past glory of the Centauri Republic, but you've actually got a, got a feeling of, of wheels turning there. And uh, but uh, yeah, Morden, like I said, he he is he is just a, a very very intriguing character from and, the beginning. And again, this is an episode where like I definitely it's got a very strong 90s vibe. Like there's a lot of 90s elements <laughs> from everything from the name Morden to Lady Ladira. Like all this stuff to me felt very 90s, but it all worked. And uh I liked how they got into the background for Sinclair. Like he he finally 
sort of recruits Garibaldi to yes, to get into sort right. of his past, and they found out some really interesting things. So I, you know, you know, he's and, and it's interesting that he, he sort of he basically follow. It sounds like he might have been following a paper trail and a political trail, and kind of re- realized that the, the I think it was the Mimbari were were essentially vetoing every captain until they got to uh until they got to sinclair and you realize just how far down on the list sinclair is <laughs> and, and, and 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 it's good because it kind of something hasn't been quite right this whole time about the you know just something feels off and that you know yeah exactly it's, you know with sinclair the whole season you had the feeling a lot of people on earth don't like him and why does he have this job and it's like now you're like oh okay the minbari got him this job not <laughs> that's one reason why earth is always kind of at odds with him but yeah it's uh there's there's yeah, there's so much going on. Yeah, I know. I was kind of quickly recapping the episode at the beginning. I, I completely forgot to mention the whole Sinclair Garibaldi thing. Because, I mean, you know, all season there have been hints of things going on. But now it's like, they're, you know, now Sinclair's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do something about yeah. this. It's like things are happening. And, uh, yeah, and, of course, then we have Ladira and her uh, her whole, whole prophecy thing comes which, out too in the show which i thought was cool uh, and i and i like that uh what's his name kiro the um the, mm. the other centauri guy that was was with her you know she does the whole thing where like babylon is gonna fall like so like basically <laughs> she predicts that the the babylon 5 is gonna like be destroyed horribly and and londo looks a little bit worried and and kiro's like oh don't worry she said i was gonna be killed by a shadow you know <laughs> what 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 you know what could possibly go wrong? She's obviously, you know, her prophecies don't don't uh, don't mean squat. And and as soon as he says that, you know, okay, a shadow is going to kill this guy. And, and and you're wondering what it was. So at first, I was like, oh, maybe those guys with the um, with the camouflage suits are going to appear and assassinate him or something. Uh, yeah. So you know, and it ended up being a more interesting explanation, um, which I'm still not a hundred percent clear on who the shadows are. But I know that they're important, and I'm very interested to find out more about them. But I also like that there was kind of a feint going on because there was a whole thing with the Raiders. And yeah. I think they were kind of leading you to believe that the Raiders and the Shadows were like one and the same. And then it becomes clear at the end that they're not. And I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, exactly. like you said earlier, you thought Morden was perhaps offering Jakar the eye because you, you know there's people who are clearly trying to steal the eye kind of skulking around. Then you've got Morden around. It's like, oh, obviously he's part of the same team, but well, no, no, he's not. And Morden's so goofy. <laughs> See, the thing is, the thing that works about that character, the reason why he was surprising is because he's slightly goofy. Like he's uh-huh. got like a weird, there's a little weird thing going on with him where he seems like he's almost maybe comic relief and the suit is maybe just a little too big. I don't know, something didn't feel correct with him. And so I just dismissed him. You know what I mean? I just I, I assumed that there was somebody bigger behind him, maybe, but I didn't. I didn't really. You know, I wouldn't have just. I didn't think he was going to be the most sinister thing in the episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and I feel like I'm seasoned enough that that's a surprise. That I, I if if there were if it were too obvious, I would have caught on to it. So I feel like they got it just right. Um, and so so that worked. And yeah, I, I just thought it was a it was a it was a th- there wasn't anything that I could really complain about in this episode. Um, yeah, this is this is a pretty uh, pretty flawless episode, I think. And uh, yeah, you have the encounter with Morden and uh, and um, and and Kosh too, which which is you know cuts away from. But you get the clue later, you know, that's just mentioned. Oh, 
You know, Kosh, Kosh had to get some parts because his encounter suit was damaged. It's like, well, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah, that was, that was, and then the, um, the other thing too, and, and, and this ties to a point I want to make about the next episode, but they still have couches and I like that. <laughs> I like that there's a lot of residual technology and culture that hasn't gone away because I feel like sometimes in science fiction you can get this thing where people don't even feel like humans anymore because so much of that stuff has been stripped away they're just yeah they're just you know primates in jumpsuits with no real connection to to anything that we think of as a human activity and so so having the couches having things like that really adds to it in the next episode there's a rabbi for example do you know what i mean yeah i think that's the sort of thing a lot of epi- like you wouldn't get that in a lot of sci-fi um and so it, it works it does. Yeah. Another thing I like this episode too. I like I like Mr. Reno, the guy that Londo buys the eye from at the, like near the beginning of the episode too. Yeah. That's just another great character. Well, I loved his line where uh where Londo was like, I'd like to know more about where you got this from and he's like, No, yeah. no you wouldn't And you're yeah. like and that, it was just this one line, but you're like, Okay, some a lot of people died in order for him to acquire this object, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, there, were, there and, was some very underhanded activity involved and uh yeah it just, that was the, his only good line yeah. too it's like his other line too just about you know the uh uh you know what Lando's going on about the whole significance of the eye and it yeah. being the greatest you know you know relic of power in, in the centauri empire republic sorry and uh and yeah, he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad it means something to you. You know, <laughs> that, that was that was an interesting line because it kind of headed off any criticism I might have of Londo just kind of going off about the eye for too long a period of time so that the audience understood it. And then, yeah, and then him doing that that rebuff, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it helped it helped the scene. I thought a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, another another thing I I saw in this episode that I've never seen before is I was noticing the backgrounds. There's like two really interesting backgrounds in this that maybe they've been in other episodes, but I've never noticed them. But like when Sinclair and uh, Garibaldi are meeting for the first time and talking, it's like in Sinclair's office, he's got this whole like kind of like Battle of Britain, like mural thing going on on the wall with like, you know, this like, okay. like RAF symbol on the wall and these like old World War II fighters and things, you know, because he's, he's kind of talked how his family was in the Battle of Britain before. And I'm like, oh, there's this whole kind of thing he's got on the wall back here that's referring to the Battle of Britain. That's kind of and his art theme he has in the background. Okay, I didn't and see I that. Ever so see- I, yeah, I'll keep an eye I, out. I, I've never seen before. And the scene with Mr. Reno, too, in the bar with Londo, there's just this really cool mural painted on the background there of, like, this pyramid in the background with all these, like, freeways and trains and stuff coming out from it and these, like, little alchemical, chemical-type bottles and stuff. I'm like, wow, that is strange. But I, uh, I, I, you know, I mean, any other time I've watched the show, I've watched it on old-fashioned cathode ray TV, you know, TV sets before, so... So yeah, you can't really a lot see of those things. details in that. No, no, that you know, I don't know if there was any plot significance to that, but it was just something, something and, that, that I really enjoyed. In fairness, a lot of '90s TV CG benefits from those older TVs because you don't see quite as much of them. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, but um, yeah. but the yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I also was wondering the the shadow guy Morden was he was he manipulating them with his mind? Because 
when he when he got to Delenn, she started getting a headache during the during the conversation. And yeah, she, she has the triangle appear on her forehead. Yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then she starts seeing him as a shadow. So it's like she knows what he is and tells him to leave. But I was like, well, what set that off? Was it was he trying to get into her thoughts? And that's what like. I'm I'm not clear on that. I don't know if it was because he is because yeah, it's, it it is it is unclear if he is really pulling these answers out of people because it is, you know, he get he gets these really direct answer, answers from Londo and Jakar yeah. where it just all pours out, yeah. you know. And I, I don't feel like either them. of them would have just volunteered that, even if they were really annoyed. Especially Londo, like I could kind of see Jakar being pushed to the brink where he just kind of, you know, finally you know unloads yeah. on somebody and then is not enti- not at all ashamed of it but londo seems a lot more guarded than that to me so um i, I agree i agree i mean yeah they, they've both said things along these lines but they've been a little more in context you know yeah. like you know like londo he'll talk to garibaldi about stuff like that but you know garibaldi's clearly like his best buddy on the yeah. station that he has and and in yeah. the in the first episode, you know, Jakar tells Sinclair about, you know, his dream of, you know, one day all Centauri's bones will be like carved into flutes for small children to play with. But once again, there's a context there. It's not him just throwing it out there. So, well, and and, and the other thing, too, is the um, uh, in both of those scenes, they both change their mind and decide to tell him what they really think at the, in the same exact way. Do you know what I mean like so like yeah. they're both about to leave the conversation and then they're like oh you know what wait a second I'm gonna you know there's there's it's like it's identical so to me it felt like a process was occurring that that this guy was behind yeah that that's my feeling I I can't for certain say either uh, either way on that but yeah I I read it the same way. And uh, yeah, and the one thing I like, I like Morden's first scene too, where he shows up and he's going through security. And the guy's like, "Wow, you know, your card's been out of uh, circulation a long time." I was like, "Oh yeah, I've been out exploring on the outer." It's like, "Oh, did you find anything cool?" Yes, and that's <laughs> all he has to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just keeps it mysterious. But yeah, but, that, that worked for me. That guy, that that was a the, the presentation of that character paved the way well. I thought for for where it went yeah the, the actor is actually in the pilot playing a different character uh in in the on the in the like the command deck you know mm-hmm. the you have you know lauren takashima was the one on the command deck she's basically plays the role of random random crew person that you know whenever she needs someone to talk to. you know like now they have that woman whenever they need you know whenever you know Ivanova or sinclair needs to talk to someone on the command deck. So that same woman he was kind of that character in the uh, in the pilot but they uh he, yeah he, they, he He's got a look. He looks like somebody that should have been on Seinfeld or something. I mean, like it looks like, yeah, he, like does. he has that, he that just like that that weird character look where uh, it is, it's a little hard to take him seriously at first, and that just really helped it. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, he's disarming. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, and he's 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 definitely going for that. He doesn't want to come off as uh, threatening. He's he's you know very considerate, very yeah, he's, polite. He's like the salesman when you show up. And you like are you know you you you're a little bit impolite because you you've been frustrated or something, and he immediately disarms your criticism with you know the right you know that's the kind of character he seemed like to me. Um, yeah, 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 I like the salesman yeah. comparison there. 
But um, but now, so TKO, the TKO. next episode. Yeah. My feelings on this couldn't be more on the... I, I, I didn't hate the episode. <laughs> I did not hate the episode. I was it's... very confused by the episode. Also... Do you remember the um, uh, the Torchwood episode that we saw that was basically Fight Club? Yes, yes. This was Kickboxer. This was basically Kickboxer in space to the point where even, what was it, Motai? Was that what they were calling it in this? The, yeah, yeah. It's Mu- Muay Thai. The, Muay Thai, it's think, the yeah. same thing. You know, no, you know, no humans can do Muay Thai. You know, it was, it was, it was like the same plot. <laughs> I was I was expecting um, Walker to get his back broken, and then I thought Garibaldi was going to have to go in and, uh, and 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 beat up the champion. I I kind of like some of those elements. I'm not I'm not totally opposed to that stuff being in in this kind of a series. I I, I can see where people would be bothered by that. What bothered me oh, was yeah. that they just comp- it was clear the guy had just seen like Rocky Four and Kickboxer and just like turned it into an episode direct i know yeah there's not a there's not a lot of originality or twist or but anything on the uh on the on the on the sports plot in this well but here's the other thing that bothered me about this episode i I, the 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 ivanova plot with the rabbi Mm -hmm. and her father those two things are it was like peanut butter and ice cream no no that's that's two those things are too close like yeah peanut butter things, and ice cream is good yeah that's... two things that shouldn't be put together that are like it just it just was like two very strange flavors because one plot line felt like really heavy 90s late night soap opera tv and the other one was like kickboxer do you I mean they, they just it was just like it was like yeah not only they're not only two different genres those they're genres that are going after way different demographics. Like it just, it, it, like like one is something that like my grandfather watches, and one is something that my mom watches. You know, it just was like, it, it was very, it it was interesting. I it was definitely an interesting combination. I just didn't know what to make of it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... It, it, it's it, it's it's and it, you know i mean i i knew it was gonna it was gonna have a tough time too coming is the second episode we reviewed after science importance yeah. too it's like man there's there's just you know because I, I think that's another thing it's like you get to science importance like wow stuff's really <laughs> starting to happen and now it's like oh we're just uh okay what's happening here now but all that said i did like the walker character i me too. I, I did like the way that they dealt with him. I, I like the plot line. Like if you are going to do a kickboxer, it could have been done 10 times worse. So you know, <laughs> I thought that was fine. Um, yeah. I, I liked, I, I, I had some quibbles with the fight choreography. I felt like him being a boxer, he should have had, there should have been some evidence to me that, that, that he had, yeah. that he could bring his boxing to the, and I know that this is the nineties and like boxing was thought of as, Oh, that's just, boxing it's not anything compared to martial arts but like you know it, 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 it sort of has not had the level of respect that it is regained since you know uh ufc and things like that have come around but he could have bob and weaved you know what i mean he was just taking yeah. shots in the head over and over again so th- there were there were there were things like that that I, I could quibble about, but I mean, again, it's, 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 it, it, as far as fight choreography and stuff goes, it's about what I would expect from this period. It wasn't any worse than anything that was out there. So I don't think it's really worth complaining about. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think maybe they could have 
concealed the kickboxer uh lifting a little bit more uh you know that, yeah. that would have been that would have been handy um and uh i don't know yeah i i, I was Oh, and the other thing was Garibaldi was doing this weird thing where he started changing his accent every time he talked to Walker. Like, like, like Walker was from his hometown or something, and he started. <laughs> and they were both talking. I like, didn't pick up on that. Watch it again. Yeah. I swear to you, Garibaldi changes accents every time he talks to Walker. Like I was huh. noticing it, and I couldn't stop. Um, it's uh, it's very, it's very obvious if you. Uh, and it was, it was yeah. kind of starting to grate on me. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, but but yeah so there was that and 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 the the rabbi plot was fine i like i said i like i like that there's still rabbis i like that the, mm-hmm. the like instead of making up a new religion or whatever you, you know religions don't go away after many thousands of years sometimes so i like that that there are these familiar cultural things going on that uh the show isn't like oh well that's obviously modern so we have to get rid of it and uh, yeah. and I yeah. like her. Ivana was going to be part of the Church of the Crystal Sphere. Yeah, and, yeah. Because you know. <laughs> yeah, there's already plenty of that kind of thing in the in the setting, anyways, with the aliens. Yeah. So leaving the yeah. humans fairly familiar, it works. Uh, but but and they and they said and so the whole plot was basically the rabbi just trying to get her to sit shiva. That's that's her plot yeah. line this episode. But I thought yeah. that was it was a nice it was a nice plot line. It just felt very nighttime soap opera. And totally not at all in any way connecting to to the other one in tone or anything. So, in fact, I was waiting for Walker to die because I was like, oh, I see. They're going to sort of they're going to come together around the theme of death. Like that will be the you know, Walker's going to get killed in the ring. And somehow uh, that, see, that would have been cool. Yeah. yeah OK. But, that, yeah, I would have liked that. But but, uh, uh, but he, he lived and he and, uh, and he walked but, off. Yeah, but like I, I like the guy who plays Walker Smith too. I mean, I think that is one of the redeeming things about it. It's like if you didn't like that character, then it that would knock this down to being what I would. Well, a lot of people consider this a bad episode. So I mean, but for me, I consider it it's an okay episode. And uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't have, a, I didn't. I mean, I, I was confused by it. I thought it was weird, but I didn't hate uh-huh. it. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate it. Like I, I don't consider it one of the the worst episodes of the series. I I, I can't put it in that category. But uh, and like I said, yeah, the the whole plot line with Rabbi Koslov, it's like it's fine. I there's, it's got it's got good parts in it, but uh, you know a lot of it. A lot is like okay. Well, you know she's going to come around. You're kind of waiting for her to come around, and you know it kind of drags a bit, but. But I thought, you know, the rabbi was fine as a character like you. I like the uh, the, the religious aspect of it. Uh, another thing, too, is he wanted to put that in the show from the standpoint, too, that he's like, well, you know, you you have Jewish characters on TV, but there's like almost no Jewish religious practice yeah. on, on TV at all. So he was like, he was like, well, let's actually have someone sit Shiva on TV. When's that ever happened? No. And that was nice. Cause like, wait a second, there's, they're sitting Shiva on a spaceship. That's, that's new. I haven't seen that. So yeah. that was, I thought that was, that was interesting. Um, and, yeah. uh, and it also, I mean, it worked as a back, drop for her giving the story about her father and all that stuff um so you know you gotta you did get some better i got i'm getting a much better sense of her character she's sort of tough but also intellectual 
And, yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's it, she's starting to, like, come into focus for me a bit more. Um, yeah. And, but this, so this episode was actually played out of order, too, which is uh, kind of interesting. Oh, so they had uh, meant for it to be earlier or something? Uh, later, actually. Oh. Um, yeah, what happened was TV Guide made a mistake, and they listed this episode as airing that week. And they're like, oh, well, you know, because they're like, basically, there's no plot arc significance between it, like, that would matter in plot. Basically, you could swap it in the episode that it was swapped with, and it didn't actually mess anything up. And so they were just like, okay, we'll leave it. We'll leave it. And even on the DVDs, they didn't bother changing it. They're like, yeah, that's just the way it is now. It doesn't really mess anything up. Oh, that's interesting. But, I didn't realize. But, yeah, because I, I would have thought this was what came next. It didn't, you know. Yeah. They, apparently, like, he, he, kind of, he kind of wanted it to be later in the season that Ivanova kind of, you know, went through this kind of breakthrough thing. But he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, then, I, mean, uh, I can see that. I can see that being... A good, you know, it, it, but then again, given the episode, I don't think, you know, it's not, I don't know if it would have been worth the wait, uh, for no, <laughs> no, no, I, I agree, and it's, it wouldn't have, I, I think, I think, I think you're right that it's better to have her get that you get to know the character better earlier, so I think it worked out okay. And uh, yeah, in second season, there's also one where they swap the uh, order, and that does make a difference. So when we get to that one, I'm going to give a heads up, and we're going to watch those two in the correct order, not the oh. order they air. But okay. this one, I was like, I th- you know, I thought about, do we want to watch them in order and swap? I'm like, no, since they didn't even, you know, if Straczynski doesn't even care, I mean, let's just watch them in the order well, they aired. And it could have been confusing, and we might have just ended up skipping an episode on accident or something exactly like i said in season two there'll be one where we actually will flip it okay but that one that one it it does you're like wait this character did this huge thing and now it hasn't happened what (laughs) so yeah but there isn't anything like that with these but yeah and an interesting side note too at one point ivanov is reading a harlan ellison book oh i didn't notice that that's interesting yeah, and she's in her in her room, and but it's not a real Harlan Ellison book. It's like a dummy cover and everything. Mm-hmm. that's made for a for one that he hadn't written yet. So, okay. you know, and, and and after that episode, Harlan Ellison kept the book and would carry it around places and stuff. So people would think there was this book and try and find it, but uh, it wasn't real. <laughs> so that was a prank he'd like to pull on people. Oh, that's funny. That's a, yeah. that's a Harlan Ellison thing for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, but. Uh... But yeah, so yeah, I, I uh, again, uh, I thought that was a very perplexing episode. It had some interesting things. I mean, I was, I was, I was captivated by it. I just, I just don't yeah. know how. I, 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 I was really confused by it in a lot of ways. And I, I uh, and again, I think maybe if I didn't know Kickboxer, my reaction to it would have been different. But it was just immediately recognizable. As, yeah, well, you know. Kickboxer wasn't an obscure movie in 1994. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was. It was not. And it. It was like. Um, it, it, I mean, it was a popular film from what I remember, and 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 I think. Uh, it's. It, I don't know. It just. It just was kind of an odd sort of, you know, I mean, clearly Muay Thai, and that 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 was that that's where they got the word. Um, oh yeah, so. yeah. There's no question. But uh, it's. Yeah, as far as uh, the uh, yeah one other one other thing in the background of this, I was talking about the backgrounds in the previous one. In the background of the bar scene with uh, with with uh, Walker Smith and Garibaldi, there's like prominent Zima signage. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, oh, like Zima the beverage. Yeah. Well, that yeah. prediction did not did not hold out. That's a that's a. Well, good... no, well, that that's actually that's on purpose because by 1994, Zima was always already practically dead, so oh. it wasn't product placement. It was just Straczynski just thought it would be really hilarious if they had like you know like we watch Blade Runners, all the Pan Am ads everywhere. He's like, yeah. I'm just gonna put this in here because it's the most ridiculous thing I can think of that will still be around like in the year 2500. Okay. So <laughs> that's pretty funny. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Zima, yeah, that... Zima was—I mean, it was—it was around when it was around. It seemed like it was okay, and then like all of a sudden, it just started disappearing. So it just—I uh, think those ads are what really killed it. The Zima guy, you know. I don't even the, remember the Zima guy to be honest. He just—he spoke like used Z's instead of S's for everything, and it just okay. He—he—he yeah. he, he really made people hate Zima. Yeah, I had a free sample of Zima at a bar in like 1992 when they were pushing it really hard, and it was like. I don't know. It's just kind well, of a. I don't know if I ever had Zima. Actually, was it just like pleasant tasting alcohol? Was that the idea behind Zima? Yeah, it, it felt what it tasted like to me. It was it was kind of a citrusy kind of alcohol drink, mm-hmm. and what it reminded me of was like if you go to like TGI Fridays or something, and you order a gin and tonic, mm-hmm. and they give you the weakest weakest possible terrible watered down gin and tonic you can get where you're like well this kind of tastes like one but it's really weak mm. that's what zima tasted like to me okay okay yeah a light gin and tonic isn't too strong so so it wasn't like it tasted bad but it was just like you know it's like well i'd rather just have a real drink okay but but yeah it did not not take off <laughs> But yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even notice the Zima signs. Um, and it looks like the next episode is called Grail. So Grail I, is the next episode. That yeah. definitely is piquing my interest. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got Grail and Eyes are the next two. Okay. And uh, and we're getting yeah. we're getting down into the into the home stretch here for this season. It looks like. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are. It's uh. Yeah, it's it's been going pretty quickly. It's uh, let's see. So after Grail and Eyes, yeah, after Grail and Eyes, we're really gonna hit the point. Grail, that we're really gonna hit the point where big things are going to just keep kind of rolling, at least in one of the two episodes we watch. So okay. we're, we're we're over that. Yeah, because uh, episode twenty-two is the last episode of the season, right? So, that's right chrysalis yeah that that one i'm very curious what that's going to be about and i haven't read <laughs> any of the things so i don't know um, well the, the events of chrysalis started in science importance but yeah, i bet you didn't notice but uh <laughs> okay interesting, interesting. Uh, when we get to that episode i'll point out something from science importance like did you notice this is but, it like uh, a really unobvious thing like somebody it's a, a really it's a really unobvious thing. And actually, you'll see it throughout there. It's, I see to tell you, it's something you can see happening throughout a, a, a number of these episodes coming up. But I won't give you any more clue than that. Okay. But, All right. So something someone's doing. <laughs> All right. All right. Now I'm curious. But yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, and I guess, th- you know, we'll, we'll be back on next week with those. And uh and we're also going to be doing uh, Hero Shed No Tears next Friday. And then that'll be followed by Heaven and Hell. 
which I'm I'm looking forward to both of those ones actually. That's uh yeah, that same it. here. Um, so yeah, so uh, we're gonna head out and we will talk to you later.